0: Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have.
1: We find pros in the know to help you learn
0: and connect with our amazing VO community.
1: Welcome, welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to VO Booth Besties VO 101 series. The goal of this series is to provide current and credible information to folks who are newer to the voiceover industry and want to learn more from pros who know. There is so much information out there, it can be quite overwhelming, and we hope to ease those feelings. Each week, we'll have a new topic and occasionally a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. Speaking of expert, we are thrilled to have the awesome and talented Emma O'Neill Hart joining us as our guestie this week. Thanks for joining us, Emma. Thanks for having me. If you haven't joined our email list, swing by boothbesties.com and submit it, and also be sure to join the VOBB Facebook group. As usual, please drop your questions in the chat as we go along. And now, without further ado, let's meet our guest, JT.
0: Thank you, NJ. Thanks, Emma. It's cool to have you here. It's fun to be here. Thank you. So, Billy Joe, as a native Midwesterner now living in Atlanta. She has over two decades of performance experience. Not only has she launched a successful voiceover career, but is also a stage and on-camera actor and proudly singing Telegram on her resume as well. So fun. Billie Jo credits her first accountability group with helping her begin her voiceover journey and believes wholeheartedly in the ability of accountability to change careers and change lives. In the very little amount of free time that she has, Billie Jo enjoys blogging, and never turns down a chance to sing karaoke. Welcome, Billy Joe.
1: <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, Billy, we're so glad. Billy Joe, I shouldn't call you Bill. just Billy. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Honestly, I don't have a preference. Okay. You know, don't, don't right. worry about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, so we are so excited to have you join us. Um, we are pinging people as we go along, so more folks will join. But, you know, we this is a really exciting uh, topic and one that people who are in it, they know it. But people who are not familiar with accountability groups and, and really how having a support system can boost uh, not only, you know, your um, self-esteem, your career, all those things, this is this is going to be really educational for them. So a little bit of backstory. In your bio, you mentioned that you're, you credit your first accountability group with really getting your career going. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What did that look like? How did you find it? uh find yeah like find your place or even happen upon it some people have never even heard of an accountability group
2: oh okay well uh yeah i can tell you a little more about how that happened so um i was always in a stage and on-camera actor and i i also had always had interest in voiceover but you know there wasn't a whole lot of information out there about it i was in minneapolis and you know there were very few classes or workshops happening and so I, you know, I dabbled here and there and what what I could, what came up, but uh, con- I mean, until then that uh, accessible for, you know, people in the middle, in the flyover states. And so um, in 2016, I had been in this acting class. It was an ongoing scene study class for professional actors called the Actors Workout at the Guthrie Theatre. And I had been in that class at that point for already, I think six years. And my teacher occasionally would mention what his acting class had been like in LA. And his teacher had what he called the three pillars, which were acting, attitude and um, not accountability, He called it administration. These actors who are out there trying to make their careers happen, you know, oftentimes, it's really easy to get into, oh, well, I just want to be an actor and do the acting part, but they don't think about the business side of things. And so administration is doing the business side of stuff. And so his class always had these admin groups where they would get together and they would work on the administration side of their careers. And so my teacher was always pushing us like somebody needs to start an admin group, somebody needs to start it. And at one point somebody did, and I went to it once. And it was really disappointing because all it was, was a big complaint fest and no one was being proactive. They were just complaining about the things that weren't working in their careers. So I went once and I never went back and that group fell apart pretty quickly. But in 2016, um, my grandmother was in hospice and I was, you know, looking at my life and wondering what, you know, about all the things that I hadn't done yet. And one day my teacher said, you know, hey, remember, I'm going to mention this again, admin groups. And I finally just raised my hand and I said, I'll do it. I will start an admin group. And so I did. I started a weekly ongoing admin group that would happen before our acting class. And you know, we'd get together for the hour, hour and a half before class started every Monday. And you know, it just, it ebbed and flowed it, you know, it started off with a lot of people. It ended up with a lot fewer people and it kind of just went through a lot of different changes as I sort of figured out what worked and what didn't work and, you know, how to make it happen. And there were points when I thought about throwing in the towel because I was so frustrated, but I also really, really strongly desired to figure out how to motivate myself and other people. And so I just kept at it.
1: That's fantastic. So, so one, it was sort of trial by fire. You didn't just come in, you know, knowing what to do but you knew what you wanted out of the accountability group absolutely absolutely that's, that's that is awesome so why do you think an accountability group is vital for vo specifically
2: specifically because okay so one of the things that helped me want to keep going with the group even when it was when even when I was struggling with it was the fact that i had always been An overachiever uh, throughout most of my early life. You know, um, I was in honors, everything. I always, you know, accomplished what I was going to do. And then I got out of college and then everything went downhill from there for a while, where you get out in the real world and when you are any sort of entrepreneur, you don't have anyone breathing down your neck asking you, you know, where those reports are. You have to do everything yourself. And if you don't have strong goals, and if you don't, you know, have a strong system in place to get yourself to or, to those goals, you just won't. And everyone thinks like, oh, if I just had more willpower, if I was just, if I just wasn't <laughs> such a terrible person, people beat themselves up a lot. But honestly, throughout the rest of our lives, when we're in school, or if we have a full-time job, we have systems in place that hold us to those things. So to beat ourselves up for not Uh, you know, achieving our goals when we're on our own. It's kind of, it's kind of pointless to beat ourselves up for that. But if we want to achieve those things, then we do need to put systems in place.
1: That is actually just rather insightful, because it's true. You have teachers all through school, you go through college, you get a job, you have a boss. And I think that is one of the Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just, one of the biggest things about voiceover specifically when we're talking about VO is that we're always saying it's a business, it's a business, it's a business. And you got to think like a CEO, but as a CEO, just like you said, we got to hold ourselves accountable and we got to, you know, make sure we're reaching goals, setting goals, doing all these things. And you're right. Like we could beat ourselves up. Like sometimes we just aren't driven to do it. And something as simple as having someone check in with you weekly, monthly, shoot an email, have a Zoom call, whatever it is, really can make all the difference. So with that being said, what does a successful accountability group look like? Can it be too big? Can it be too small? Like how how intimate are we getting with, you know, details? Are we sharing financials? Are, you know, Or is it really just each accountability group can find what works for them?
2: So I think it can look different ways. And, you know, I've personally had a friend who was an accountability buddy, but the problem with having just one other person who you're accountable to, while it can work if the two people are really committed, um, you know, if something comes up, if a life thing comes up, then you might miss out on that week or that month if it's, you know, less, if it's, you know, further apart. Um so I think uh, and honestly I've been, I've been part of this ongoing process of me learning how to do this has been just reading everything I can get my hands on about motivation um willpower grit all these different things and and what really drives people psychologically and one of the things I most recently read was the idea of a goal contagion that when you're around people who have goals you're more driven to create a goal or to go towards your goal. And so I think having a group what that can really do is you you learn from other people's struggles, you help other people through their struggles, and you also are motivated by seeing other people achieve what they go towards. So I think you know the group can get too big because I think if you I was in a coaching program earlier this year and there were 260 of us in this program. And it was a great program with a well-known author, but um, in order to succeed within that, a lot of us created smaller groups that were weekly to keep us on track. Um, because even even with that, you know, every other week coaching with someone who's amazing, it's too easy to lose sight of what you need to do in any individual week when, you know, the regular life stuff comes up. So. To answer your question, yes, I think there is an ideal number of group members. I would say that's anywhere from three to eight people, probably. Um, Just because of people's attention span and, you know, I'm in an accountability group that probably has like 10 people in it, but those of us who show up regularly, it's more like five.
1: Does that answer your question? It absolutely does. So, And one of the things that you pointed out that I was going to ask next is, do you feel that weekly for an hour or two that that that's sufficient
2: i think that weekly is best i think that if it was a daily thing it might get overwhelming um for a lot of people i think weekly is sometimes overwhelming for some people but really in order to like keep on track i think weekly is ideal monthly it's like if you miss one if you miss one week it's not a big deal because you can always get back on track. If you miss one month, that's one twelfth of the year.
1: Yeah, that's the whole month gone, yeah. (laughs) That's
2: the whole month gone. And and you don't, you know, are you, you know, do you keep yourself on track during that or not? I mean, that's that's the hard part. So
1: yeah, I'd say weekly.
2: Okay. I don't remember what I was
1: going to say, sir. <laughs> okay, we'll keep no. We're, we'll keep going. So one of the things, and, and Emma, I'll have you jump in after I asked this. One of the things that AB and JT and I have found um, when we have been asked separately to join different accountability groups, um, one of the things that we found that we struggled with is you need to have people that are in similar places in their journey or levels. Because what some of us had found is that if you're maybe the most experienced person uh in the group you end up like mentoring or coaching and it and it's really not a level playing field you know you talked about setting goals and um you know other people their goals may be just starting and you may be you know just in a completely different place and it just doesn't really feel like there's the equal benefits there um can you kind of speak to how do you how do you help each other how do you find accountability folks who are kind of in the same place that can support each other versus having that separation in skill or experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I've never really thought about it that way because I think everyone um, comes to a voiceover. Like if it was just a voiceover accountability group, I think everybody comes to voiceover with their own other experience that can be really helpful. So, I think it's i mean there there might be a benefit to having everybody be kind of in the same place. I also think there are benefits to having people be in different places because if someone has gone ahead of you, they can help guide you and, and um you know, and I don't mind doing that for other people i don't I don't mind doing a little bit of mentoring in amongst the you know regular accountability stuff because I do think that. That person who is new to voiceover, I might be able to help them with the voiceover stuff, but they might already have a, a background in marketing, or they might have a background in sales, or they might have, you know, negotiation experience, or or they might just be a really good listener who's gonna be really supportive. So, um, you know, I've been in groups that were mostly actors, I've been in groups where, you know, people were a little more mixed. Um, the last group that I was um, part of recently, um, That kind of ended because we all just had different things on our plate. Um, One was an actor who was sort of transitioning into the regular work world. One was a climate researcher. And then there was me. So I think it can work as long as everyone is equally committed to helping each other and to, you know, being present, really. I find from
3: in my own experience with the kind of I just I'm in accountability groups with other voice actors in general. and for me, it's been a lot of trial and error that I've been through a couple of different groups and finding the, the chemistry that works is really important. Um, there was an accountability group that I was in for a while that was all, you know, very successful actors, but everyone was in a different time zone. And that proved to be really difficult to do because no one could remember, especially with, you know, daylight savings and no one could remember. It's like, what time are we at? Are we meeting today? What time is it? Where's the Zoom link? I don't know what's happening. And then one of the members was there maybe twice a year because they were, you know, a big video game actor, and just they just didn't have the time to do it. So the group that I'm in now, more regularly, we're on the t- same time zone. Um, we're all we're all at different levels, but similar levels, and all of us are able to bring something to the table to help the other person out. Like like you were saying billy joe that like some people are better at marketing some people are betting better at business some people are better at performance some people are better at just calming everybody down um so the group that i'm in now it works really well and we actually only meet once a month and for us that works really well so even if there is one person that can't come we all make a point it's like it doesn't matter even if it's only two of the five of us which i think five for for me five is great because we can do it in an hour as well Mm -hmm. it doesn't go over So it's like, we're all busy. We have busy lives. We've got auditions coming in at all, you know, crazy times from coast to coast and sessions. And, you know, sometimes you eat lunch. And (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah, for me, finding people in the same time zone with similar levels of experience in some way, shape or form for myself has been the most beneficial.
2: Interesting. We, you know, my group that I meet with every Friday and have for two years now, there's two in San Francisco, one in central time, me on Eastern. Mm-hmm. And there's another one in Eastern there. We're all over the place and we just don't ever move. The time is the thing. It's like the time is always the time. And we always know it's the same time and it's a zoom link. That's constant. And yep. we don't ever move it because that's, I found that out when we were meeting in person, when I had my group back in 2016, is that if all of a sudden classes canceled and the, you know, we need to meet at a different coffee shop because that coffee shop is closed because the theater's closed. That is when things break down. So Mm. consistency is so important. Yeah.
3: Well, I think, especially as you're saying with people meeting once a week, if you're in different time zones, I think that that's smart because the consistency and the closeness of repetition is helpful. I think with the other group that I was in, it was once a month. So no one had any idea what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't helpful. No one was accountable for anything.
1: So let me ask, since you guys are both, obviously, we're talking accountability groups and Emma, you chimed in and shared that you've been a part of some. So I'd love to hear Billy Joe first and Emma second. Are you coming into these accountability groups like with a, with like a format, with like a checklist, with like a Q&A that you, you know, circle back to each week? And I asked earlier, and I'd be curious still, because it didn't get answered, like, how involved are you, you know, in these? in your accountability groups as far as like I, I use the word intimate but you know how personal let me put it that let me say it that way how personal are you getting you know are you sharing jobs are you sharing you know i landed this and i'm making this much a year and I, this is you know or is it a little more broad and a little more morale boosting J- billy joe you want to start uh yeah i'd be happy
2: to um i would say that you know eventually it, it starts off with people being more general But I think as you, you know, like, like I mentioned the group that I've been meeting with for two years, um, I don't so far, uh, let me, let me back up here. The groups that I've run, I have a very strict format that I like to go by the group that I'm a part of, which is all voice actors that I've been part of for two years is much more peer to peer. It's much more, we don't have a super strict format. Um, although we use some of the elements that I had to talk about. Which is like sharing wins, you know, setting up your tasks, all that stuff. Um, but we have gotten quite personal with each other. I mean, we talk about our lives, we have emotional breakdowns sometimes and and cry and support each other, and you know, talk about personal life events that are impacting us. So you know, while we try to keep it on the task at hand, there are times when we're just there to support each other as human beings because that is impacting our career. Um, and then, yeah, so far as money, I mean, we definitely talk money and we share jobs with each other when things come up and we're like, oh, Hey, you'd be great for this. You know, like I'm going to send you this thing, or I'm going to introduce you to this person. So we definitely share resources and get more personal in, in the group that I'm in.
3: Absolutely. I agree. Um, I mean, my group, I think at one point, two years ago, I spent the first quarter of the year just crying every time we met. I was just like, <laughs> so it's very personal. Um, we do, we know everything about each other at this point, like every, we've become the best of friends, which is, is fantastic to have that um, in an industry that can be quite isolating because, you know, we sit by ourselves and had it sell and talk all day to ourselves. So it's great to have that. We also have a Facebook messenger group that we use on the daily where we're asking questions or sharing resources. Um, but yeah, it, it does get quite intimate with things. We use the structure. It, I mean, it can go loosey-goosey, but it's usually what are your wins, what are your losses, and what do you need help with? Is what we kind of use as a basic structure. And we try to keep, as I said, it's, there's five of us within an hour, so we try to be respectful of each other's time as well. Some of you know some of the members are parents with small kids, so they have to be like their own the school schedule, and especially with homes, some of them are homeschooling. So it's it can be very fluid, but there's a basic structure to it.
1: Okay, excellent. So before we move into. Um... Before we, oh, okay, no, wait, sorry. Before we move to the half hour, let me ask one more question to kind of stay with that. So you said we were going to ask, do you find that accountability groups turn into a sort of a sort a support group? Um, but it sounds like for both of you, that's okay. And it is like, we need, we need kind of the therapy, <laughs> the group therapy aspect, but then also the, um, the goal setting the, you know, and really helping people stay on track. So that's, that was going to be our next question, but you answered it perfectly. So, um, do you intentionally mix up the kind of creatives in your group or do you keep it all VO? So I, Emma, you answered, you keep it VO, but how did you find Billy Joe? How did you find other groups that you could mix it up um
2: so the groups like like I mentioned when I started it was all actors who were in my acting class back home um I did that for four years uh I moved to Georgia and kind of put everything on hiatus for a bit and then the pandemic shut everything down I was like people need something people need a a place every week to just kind of have a touch point have You know, create purpose in their lives right now. So I created two groups, some of whom were on stage actors, some voiceover, and then one woman who was sort of transitioning from a career on the radio, uh, public radio. And um, so that was a little bit more mixed, but not totally. Um, And then the one more recently where I had, you know, different people was uh, from the coaching program. So people were coming from that coaching program from all sorts of different life experiences. Like I work with a woman right now who is a stylist and I've been coaching her. And, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think it, you can find people who also are more solopreneurs who need that, you know, type of structure and the tools to work with, you know, this type of accountability are the same or can be the same. No matter what industry you're in, and no matter what level you're at, it's you know, you create a goal, you set the steps to the goal, you set intermediary like achievements to get there, and then you celebrate along the way, right? Um, And then you strategize. I think for my groups that I run, it's often about strategizing with people like, hey, you haven't gotten this task done for, I don't know, four meetings now. What is stopping you? How can we help you? You know, what strategy can we use to get you to do that? You know, is it a fear of some kind that's getting in your way? Is it just the task is super boring and we need to come up with a way to gamify it or make it more interesting for you? Um, So that's a lot of what
1: happens in the groups that I actually run. All right. So, um, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Excuse me. (laughs) Good grief. This is, I mean, this is, this is fantastic. So, so with that being said, um, where do people even begin? Where do people begin? You, you, you've coached on this. I know you were in Wovo and you did a session. Like, what would you tell people down in the audience? We have over 45 people here, like, who are really interested in, they, you know, they want to meet people. They want to be encouraged. They want, yeah, they want the accountability part. But how do you get started?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing to getting started, I mean, the way that I found the group that I have been with for two years now is we were all members of Wovo. Somebody posted in the Wovo group, like, "Hey, I'm looking for an accountability group. Anyone else?" And we all just kind of piled on, and we're like, "Me too. Yep, yeah, me too." And it's sort of gone through. You know, some people have sort of come and gone because they've been busy with other things and we've added new members uh you know slowly but it's just finding people who are like uh I think Emma was talking about or that you know people who are in a similar place as you who are committed to you know just working at this and and really being supportive of each other. You know, I saw somebody said in the comments that they were in a group where people were braggers and um no real, pra- I, I'm not sure what he meant by practice and support, but I, I understand, you know, the, the Bregger thing or the, you know, like I mentioned, the group of complainers, like you have to be committed to making the group, not about complaints or about just whining, but it's about, uh, you know, I think Emma said it, she was like, what can we work on? So it's, if you have a complaint or something that's, that you need help on, it's about, finding a proactive solution to that, not, a, not just about venting about it every week and how bad the pay to play suck or whatever, you know? Um, and then I think to that person's point, I don't know if he meant practice as in like a practice group. I want to be very clear, like an accountability group is very different than a workout group. And I have both, but I think like finding a workout group where people are going to support each other and and work on scripts, that's great accountability group is is the other side of the coin like i said it's about the administration of your career doing the business stuff that you need to do to get the work
1: that is a fantastic delineation between those two and i know that there are times when yeah you do want a workout group but that's that's fantastic that the the accountability slash admin um is very different and i definitely think yeah very very beneficial and trying to help keep people-focused and goal-oriented, but you set, you nailed it when you said, you know, you have to know your purpose. You have to know your purpose when you're showing up and you're trying to join this thing because, yeah, if you're getting off track or it's all, just all about complaining, there's no value in that. We want to be value-added. And JT and AB always tease me because I'm always like, <laughs> find the value. Find the value. Oh, well, it's it's so ingrained in our brains now
0: that we actually are like, Does it add value? Would NJ say that this adds value? (laughs) Should we go there? I don't know. Um, All right, real quick, it looks like we're at the half hour, so I'm going to do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties, and this is our 101 series where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into the voiceover industry. Today, we're joined by Billy Joe Conzi. We're discussing accountability groups in voiceover. We are also joined by guest bestie, our guestie, Emma O'Neill. Thanks for everyone in the audience joining us, and
1: back to you. One question I have before we go to the chat, Emma, if you'll take a second and scroll through our chat too mm-hmm. and see if there's any any que- burning questions or comments burning in questions. there. Burning questions. Yep. Excellent. Um. So what I wondered is one of the things we hear about a lot, Billy Joe, uh, it's not a problem you or I have. <laughs> we are introverts, <laughs> people who mm-hmm. are very reluctant to reach out and engage and talk with people, network, connect. Do you have any tips for folks who are feeling a little uncertain or aren't comfortable maybe reaching out and and sharing um to be a part of an accountability group? Do you have any tips for those folks?
2: Oh, that's hard. I feel like you're asking the wrong person because I am such an extrovert. <laughs> I know. That Me too. I'm like, just go. I have a lot of introverted. <laughs> I have a lot of introverted friends. I tend to collect introverts as I go along my way. I'm like, "Hey, you!" And they're like, "Oh, god, somebody's talking to me. we do. We get
3: picked up by people. It's true. <laughs> we get kind of dragged along by the extroverts."
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do that to extroverts a, or to introverts a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Jen does too. But uh, yeah, the ones we don't scare away for sure. I'm just like, "Oh, and now they're they're my introvert." Um, I I don't know what to say. I guess I mean. I know that introverts, it's not about them not liking people. It's it's just where they get their energy. My my boyfriend is very much an introvert, but he is, you know, he's been very happy for the last three years in his introverted land. But then he started getting back out in the world a little bit and he's like, Oh, oh no, I do need people. Like I do actually need, you know, to interact with people. It does give me something to interact with people, even if that's, you know, not how I recharge. So I think just realizing that even though you're a comfort zone, maybe being in the booth by yourself, that there is value to be found by getting out and talking to other people and even people who are further along in their career, and this is where I think a lot of people let their ego get in the way of bettering their career, is that even if you've been in this for 10, 20 years, there is still value to be found from people in the industry you don't know everything you never know everything and there are people who are just starting their careers who may have information you don't because you've been locked away letting you know the knowledge you have just sort of stagnate in that way and so i think that getting out there and constantly just refreshing yourself by being around other people and going oh wait what what was that tool you mentioned oh that's a cool plugin oh wait so and so has what like i've gotten so much more work through meeting fellow voice actors at conferences,
1: to be honest,
2: it just happens that way. So I think, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there, talk to people, that opportunities come through other people. That's the benefit of getting out there and doing that.
0: And eventually, you know, when you are out there doing things enough, you have J. Michael Collins telling the world that you're everywhere and (laughs) (laughs) you can't be missed. (laughs)
1: Wow. I am like a virus, so just get over it.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's inevitable when you've got all those people kind of jumping in together and trying things out. What if you find that somebody just doesn't jive with the rest of the group? And maybe they're the only one who doesn't notice that.
2: Interesting. I haven't ever found that to be the case. You know i think like going into most of the groups i've been in i've known most of the people ahead of time except for the one that i did a few months ago for the um coaching program that was the only one where i didn't know any of the people going in i i guess i i, I would just put it out there that you know to have sort of guidelines in place of like you know if someone is inappropriate or anything like that then obviously you could just say like hey i'm sorry this isn't working we don't you know we don't enjoy this i've never ever had that happen though i've never had anyone be inappropriate i've had people who you know show up late consistently i've had people who maybe commandeer the entire time but that's all about you know the group setting the tone the group setting the um you know the structure so you know at those times it's like hey can we go back to timing everybody so that you know everybody gets the same equal amount of time it might seem pedantic to do those things but you know there are times when coming back to the structure is really helpful for everyone and helps everyone feel like a valued part of the group so i don't know how to answer that emma have you ever had anyone have to leave your group unfortunately
3: yes oh yeah um And it it was just, it was very uncomfortable. And we did, we tried all of those techniques um, on a regular basis of trying to reestablish. This is the structure. It's like, bring a win, bring a loss. What do you need help with? If you're not having any wins, that's like, then let's focus on what we, how we can help you. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's brainstorm here and see if we can come up with structure. But it just, it didn't matter what was presented. It was one of those circumstances where you present, here's the problem here's a solution to the problem. No, here's more problem. No, here's the solution. No, no, here's more problem. So it just, it got to a point where it was really bringing the group down and we were spending more time talking offline together about how do we do this? How do we approach this? How do we solve this? Can we, how, how can we, and then finally it was like, okay, you know what, this has to, the cord has to be cut. So um, it's never fun, but At the end of the day our time is really valuable and when the rest of the group is working really well having the one person not wanting to contribute in in any positive way can be it can be very frustrating
2: yeah so it sounds like it was a negativity thing
3: it really was yeah it really was there was never i mean we all have as i said it's like one for the first quarter last year or something i spent more time crying in laughing crying and laughing crying we were on zoom um but it was this, the support that I received. It wasn't about complaining. It was just being a, in a not fantastic headspace. So it was a really helpful place for me to be. I was still able to offer help for, the, for them. It was like, well, for you, I can solve your problems. I just can't figure <laughs> out how to solve my own right now. And if I may, as an introvert, suggest, because I am an introvert, people always think that that's crazy, but I am. Um, for me, finding an accountability group was putting myself in uncomfortable situations, like going to conferences, like going to meetup groups, like putting myself out there because I, I am perfectly content to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week at home by myself. Every once in a while I will venture out. And it's the, you're totally right, Billy Joe. It's not about not liking people. It's just, I get energetic, energetically very drained mm-hmm. by being around large groups of people. So I'm really selective about who I spend my time with, but conferences can be uncomfortable, but the benefit of being at a conference and the people that you meet and the connections that you make are invaluable.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk really well. I know, (laughs) but we will. Good. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So with your thing about nativity, it goes back to that, the first group that I was a part of and how much, you know, it was all about people complaining and then feeding into that, everyone going, oh yeah, that sucks. That's terrible. Rather than how can we find a solution? And I feel you, like I've been there before where someone, you know, you try to help them find a solution and there's like, well, I can't because I can't, but, but no, but that this, but that, and it's
3: my mother-in-law all over. Like, it's just like, come on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's very frustrating because you're like, no, we're here to find a positive solution and to move forward as as a group, help each other move forward. And if someone's not on board with that and just wants to complain, then you're not going to get anywhere. When I was part of the coaching program earlier this year, that was a big thing. We have a Facebook group for everyone who is in that program. And one of the main admin rules was this is not a place to complain. And if you are posting anything that is negative without actually seeking a solution, then we are going to remove you from the group.
1: So setting up kind of like you're saying standards up front like this is this is the goal do you do you feel like there needs to be a leader does there need to be a leader when you're starting an accountability group to get things started to keep everybody on track? I personally
2: love having a a set leader in a group. Partially that's just my own type a personality coming through is just you know if if it's nobody's responsibility and it's everybody's responsibility, then no one steps up to take responsibility for it. And I've heard of groups where that responsibility is passed around every week. It's so-and-so's turn to present this week. It's so-and-so's turn to lead this week. The group I'm in doesn't have a strict leader, but it does have the person who posts. So he's more often the one that is kind of keeping us all on track. So I've been part of both. I think it's helpful What can happen in a group that has no leader is all of a sudden everyone wants to give input and all of the anecdotes and all of the advice can become overwhelming. So I think you need to find a way to limit that without, you know, being draconian about it, but just to be like, hey, only give advice if the person asks for it and let's limit it so that we have time to get to everybody.
0: Absolutely. And that's really why we keep the the hand raising turned off here. If you have a question, put it in the chat and it just keeps everything very streamlined and questions get answered and you can have those discussions. So for sure, in an accountability group, you need to have somebody who's going to bring it back around and say, okay, here's what we were talking about. You know, be able to wrangle the room a little bit. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I, I'll i throw in there too. I know that um, another accountability group I was part of that I didn't run was when I was with um, the VO Dojo in their Nth degree program. The Nth degree program has workout groups and accountability groups. They call it something else. And then it has like these little triad accountability groups that you meet with weekly. And the other one is every other week. and. They ran theirs very similarly to how I ran mine, except it was a slightly longer, I think it was like two hours. And it was very much like you were saying, Like you could type in the chat on the Zoom, but whoever's turn it was, they were the ones going. And then the person running it, it's like you do four people, and then they would talk about any issues that came up with those four people. And then they do the other four, talk about any issues that came up with those four. And meanwhile, the chat is buzzing with any
1: other stuff that comes up. I kind of liked that like you said with the chat. So one of the um comments we had is from Genevieve and she said I feel like I'm not a, a like I'm I'm paraphrasing I'm not I don't feel like I'm at a level that I could actually provide any help. Like we're in this is part of our VO 101 series and and we have newer but we also have working actors in here and like I said at the beginning you know some people have never even heard of an accountability group or you know how to begin but Yeah. So even beyond being an introvert, what if you're just like, I don't think I have anything to offer, but I want to be a part of it. What do you say to those people?
2: I think there's room for, you know, people of every level. I think it's just finding other people who have similar goals. Like, like Emma was saying before, um, you know, if you find people who are like, okay, we're all in this right now. We're all working through this at the same time. We all might have similar questions. That's a really good place to put together a group of people who are all kind of in the beginnings of it. Yeah, you might not have all the answers within that group. It's not about that. It's about holding each other accountable to find the answers from outside. It's not about finding every solution within the group. It's did you get your task done of reaching out to, you know, a bunch of different coaches to like, you know, find out what they're like and who you might want to work with or You know, things like that. Or, you know, hey, we all want to go to this conference this year. Well, you know, how are you doing on saving money for that? I mean, it's more about keeping on track with your goals, not necessarily having all of the answers. That's excellent. I really like that. Go ahead, Emma. Well, it's um, like my virtual assistant. Who's awesome, by
3: the way? If you need a virtual assistant, just let me know. She's fantastic. Um, but she's not a very experienced voice talent. She's only been in the, the business for a couple of years. But if, every time we have, because we every time I need something done, we'll meet on Zoom. I give her her tasks. She goes off and does some tasks. Then we come back on Zoom to discuss what was done, if anything else needs to be tweaked. But then the conversation always falls into she'll ask me a question and then it goes into a mentoring session for whatever reason. But yesterday she was just full of information about stuff that I was like, I had no idea that that was a thing. That's amazing. She was giving me all of this information. So it's so right. We don't know what people have to offer unless you give them space to like a platform to offer. So, and it was in a space where she feels comfortable enough to say, Hey, I'm actually using Positron was what she was using to um, to check her long form. And I was like, that is genius. That's amazing. And then it was like, oh, screen share. Let's do all this stuff. But again, <laughs> she's been in the industry for two years. I've been in the industry for 15. So it's we're in really, really different places. And in my accountability group is the same kind of thing. Like, you know, one member gets 90% of their income is from pay to plays. For me, I can't get arrested on a pay to play like literally cannot get arrested on a pay to play. 70% of my income comes from my agents. I'm a unicorn. So it's, everyone's coming from a different place. So we all have different things to offer.
2: Yeah, that's
3: really great.
1: Okay. We've got Adam asked, Billy, do you think any particular format works better than others to meet together for an accountability group? format. Adam, do you mean like Zoom, like doing a Zoom meet versus like a phone call or doing like a group chat? I don't know if I know. Exactly. Oh, yep. That's it. So what form? Like, yeah. Do you find that doing a Zoom call works best? Yeah. So before the pandemic, I mean, I
2: think it depends on the type of group you have. You know, it worked really great for my actor friends and I to meet right before class. It was that was perfect time to get together. For voice actors, it's like we're all working from home. And I, you know, I guess at Wovo, you know, they they wanted me to try to put people together in groups and form accountability groups right there. And my thought on that is, well, kind of what Emma was saying, it's like you don't know what everyone's schedule is like. Someone might be not so much like I work better with West Coast people, because I'm not a morning person, really, so um when I do get up, I'm like straight to the auditions, and let's save the you know that other stuff for the rest of the day. so now I would say Zoom, just because nobody has to drive, nobody has to take extra time out of their day to get there. You can do it from anywhere, so if you are going to something else, you could just hop on if you had to you know be somewhere right after. I think Zoom's great, it's also helpful. If you're going to do zoom to have someone have a paid version of zoom because not having a paid version of zoom does not give you enough time generally to get through everyone and then if people drop off you're more likely to lose them permanently and also i you know in the past had people you know say okay well if you aren't going to be here in my first groups we had a contract and it was like hey you you are there every week unless you have a really good reason not to be like if you're sick or you're you know car breaks down or whatever but that really didn't work very well. And um, where was I going with this? It was just the idea that, um, oh, having people check in via email never worked. People always forget. Like, I feel like the only way to get that to work is if you actually had a system in place, like a really good system. My last group, I had a Google spreadsheet that people were supposed to fill in their information on that never happened. So I think it's, it's whatever is going to be easiest for people to form that uh the habit and forming habits is hard so whatever puts it right in front of them and is the most easy for them to do it that's what works and
0: Absolutely. i think that that comes back around to um what we were saying about having somebody who kind of leads the group is you've got somebody it sounds ironic to say that you feel accountable to but um You've got to have the accountability to your accountability group. It it doesn't work if everybody isn't committed to being there on a regular basis. And um, Dan commented in the the chat about coming from a corporate background and having the boss and, you know, now you're on your own, you're an entrepreneur. The accountability group is a, a great way to keep yourself. It's kind of like having that boss to check in with. You know, yeah. you've set your priorities, you've discussed with the group what you need to be working on, what you want to do next, what your, what your goals are. You can put those things on paper, but are you ever going to go back and look at it? For me, it's great to have that group and somebody say, okay, so how are you, how are you doing with that? Okay, you've, you've got to get your, your Ethernet hooked up and you've got to have the Cat5 in your house because you're out in the middle of nowhere and your Wi-Fi drops out and you can't use Source Connect. Okay, well, did you do it? You know you need to do it, but did you do it? Are you sending your marketing emails out? You know you need to do it, but without somebody asking you, hey, did you do that today? You might not.
1: One of the things that we, the VO Booth besties, Alicia said, you know, she, she's got adult ADHD. I, there's a slight chance I have undiagnosed <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> I know, just a slight. Emma's looking at me just a little bit, just a but... Um, for us, we don't cons- we don't really set ourselves up as accountability group over more as just girlfriends. But because again we're on different time zones and we're all over the place, we actually approach things a little bit differently. And it's more of a when the idea pops into my head, I need to say it. So we use Marco Polo a lot mm. and. It's just our way, like, I'll be on, my husband and I go on like a five mile walk every day. And so I'll just be like, and then I'll be like, oh, thought, I remember the thing. And I'll be like, JT, did you send that, you know, email to the agent? Or, hey, have you started this thing? And then it's just, but it's a video. We really like Marco Polo. It's a video and I get to talk, but it's when it hits our mind, we don't have to wait to like the week or like, you know, um, the weekly meeting. It's like when it pops into our brains welcome to ADHD world. When it pops into our brains, we just spit it out and then we don't forget, (laughs) which is classic. So we have a little looser format. So I only bring that up because if you're in an area, yeah, if you're kind of spread apart or you're just struggling to find a time to commit, you know, don't maybe don't overthink it too much and, you know, just make it more of a friendly conversation, a reminder um, kind of accountability group.
3: Another way to find, sorry, if I can just jump in about finding accountability groups. There's so many groups on Facebook, voiceover stuffs on Facebook. And every once in a while, someone will post, say, hey, you know, I'm looking for an accountability group. Are there any openings anywhere or are there some other people looking for an accountability group? Maybe we could form one. So I think there was there was a conversation going on for a while with a bunch of people. So that's just it's another resource.
2: Yes, I think. That's the thing is when I started my group, it was because I realized I needed it. I realized that I was not being effective at doing what I wanted to do in life. I had put off even remotely starting on voiceover for 10 years before I started. And I knew I would never do it if I didn't have something holding me to that. So I I started a group. So yeah, strong proponent of that.
1: Well, we all, you know, this is, we, Paul Schmidt just did a fantastic, um, YouTube video about it. You know, this is a community. So even if you are not, you don't feel confident, you don't feel ready to join an accountability group. We are very blessed that the VO community as a whole is so supportive and Emma nailed it. I mean, there's so many fantastic Facebook groups that already can be the start of an accountability group in a sense, you know, like, You don't have to jump in two feet. Wade in the water. That's fine. Um, And again, it doesn't have to just be all business. I mean, there is an opportunity to become friends. You know, to just and and human to human. Emma even said that too. It's like I don't really want to be around people, but I need people. And you said it too. You know, it's human nature. You know, that's why we have relationships. We we have partners. We get married. You know, like we need that human interaction. Um, So doesn't have to be don't overthink it doesn't have to be you know just this grand event and again doesn't have to be super structured um but we all encourage everyone to try this uh if you need help message us or post in our in the VOBB Facebook group i know emma is a fantastic source i'm sure you know when she has a spare minute you know she could help you know throw some ideas your way too you know it's also nice too um start local uh when i was at wovo with emma and billy joe i (laughs) there's very phoenix is not a major market it's a minor market and certainly minor for voiceover uh but i found i met two people that live in arizona and i was like i didn't know you lived in arizona and i didn't know you were voice actors and so even just kind of looking locally um at who's in your you know and again maybe you're in canada or maybe you're wherever you are minnesota atlanta there's opportunities to find local folks too which might help make the transition a little easier certainly for our introvert friends because you'd have commonalities straight out the gate you know and you can talk about what's going on in your area and it's just kind of a nice way to ease into it but we definitely wanted to talk about this um because it's just something that we really feel passionate about we need to have that human connection we need to have the accountability so um Anyway, do you have any final thoughts, JT? All right, jump in.
0: I do. Um, we've got almost 800 members in the in the VOBB Facebook group now, which is awesome. People ask questions in there from like basic things to major, like, "Hey, have you heard that this agent is looking for blah blah?" Pay attention a little bit to the the chats and the answers, and kind of if you get involved in some of those conversations. In the Facebook group, you might start to make connections with people just commenting on each other's posts or commenting on each other's comments. And it can be a great way to find people that you do connect with and then message them and say, hey, do you want to check in once a week? It doesn't have to be a big formal thing. So use that as a resource to find your people. Hey, please feel free. Jump in and and help, help yourself. <laughs> We're we're 800 strong, let's reach out and find the people you connect with. And if if we don't have any other questions, we're at the top of the hour already. I can't believe we've gotten that far. So um, Billy Joe, thank you for joining us. And before we let you go, we like to ask our guests three for fun questions, a little James Lipton style. Okay. All right. So number one, what singer band or composer are you enjoying right now?
2: Oh, Steven Sanchez, I'm obsessed. He's so good. I don't know if anybody has heard of him. He's only 20 years old and he's already put out two albums and he became TikTok famous, but he is so talented.
0: Awesome. We'll have to check that out. Um, we realize realized that not everybody is a podcast fan, but if you are, what
2: have you been listening to lately? Um, the Big Leap Podcast with Gay Hendricks, um, that has been one of my favorites. And then uh, Mindset Neuroscience is really good and um i just started my own podcast which hasn't come out yet but i've been focused on putting that together so um we're going to be interviewing creatives who are clawing out of space for their creativity in the world
0: awesome we look forward to that let us know when you do i will cool and finally what's your favorite dessert
2: oh that's really hard probably ice cream or pecan pie okay no specific kind of ice cream just ice cream i mean Good ice cream. It has to be good. Actually, there's a Ben and Jerry's non-dairy seven-layer bar. It's non-dairy, but it you would never know it, and it's so good. It's better than
1: most actual ice creams. So, oh, that yeah. sounds
0: amazing. It I'm is- just
1: wondering why we're not putting the ice cream on the pecan pie. Like, just why are we separating <laughs> the two, Billy Joe? Put them together, woman. I don't need. I don't need ice cream on my pie. I just like
2: pecan pie myself.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Well, thanks again, Billy Joe, for joining us. And thanks to everyone in the audience. Our chat was insane today. And we just appreciate you guys showing up each week and for supporting us, for supporting one another, Uh, you know, being accountable. Um, We want to remind you that VO Booth Besties is live two days a week. We invite you to join us on Monday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific. And then, of course, we'll have another installment of our VO 101 series next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn and join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. Replays are available to listen to on our website at boothbesties.com on YouTube podcasts or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share your comments, like, and subscribe. It helps us and it just makes us feel good. (laughs) Sign up for the VO Booth Besties Monday newsletter so you know what's coming up in the week ahead. And we're just kinda, you know, excited that we've got some discounts from affiliate partners and sponsors as well. So swing by and check it out. What do we have coming up next week?
0: We are super excited that Monday night our guest speaker will be the talented, hilarious, and wonderful Lori Allen. She's going to join us to discuss all things animation, and you will not want to miss it.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again, Emma, for joining us. Your contribution was incredible.
3: My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for having me here.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you. Catch you on Monday. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
3: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to
1: another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook
0: so we can keep the conversation going.
1: VO Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing.